Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn about upcoming apologetics events, our podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Building Wisely. One other main passage I'd show you about this, about the Bema seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, this is verse 8. We are of good courage, and I say prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 9. Therefore, also we have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. For we must all appear written to that same Corinthian church now, before the judgment or the bema seat of Christ, B-E-M-A is the word, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad, or you could translate that, whether good or worthless. The bema seat of Christ is not a judge's seat. This is from James Montgomery Boyce. He says, the word bema refers not to a judge's seat in the court of law, in a court of law, but to a bench upon which referees sat at an athletic contest. It was the place from which those who did well in the contest and triumphed were rewarded with a laurel wreath, and from which those who broke the rules were disqualified or disapproved. The bema seat is not a judgment seat, as in, I'm going to judge you for your sin. Your sin was paid for where? At the cross, go back to 1 Corinthians 3. Was it paid in full at the cross? Yes. So this is not an issue of sin for the Christian. This is an issue of what you did with the gifts, talents, time that you've been given. What you do with your life matters in the light of eternity. The first and most important thing is make sure you're saved. Make sure you know Jesus Christ. Make sure you've received that saving uh, message of Christ and that he's in your life but once you're saved there's something to do there's something to be about you see if any man's 1 Corinthians 3.14 work which he has built upon it upon that foundation remains or survives NIV or endures New King James back in verse 14 of chapter 3 he shall receive a reward so the fire will test the work And if your work goes through the fire and it's not wood, hay, and straw that goes up like a puff of smoke, and it endures, it passes the fire of judgment, you'll get a reward. We can see this in Luke 19 and Matthew 25. And the Lord of the church will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. But if any man's work is 15 burned up, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as through fire or through the flame. Some of you have seen movies and television programs where there's a fire in a building, an explosion, and they go in and try to rescue people. And they're trying to save somebody and grab uh, someone to survive. And they, they run out just in time to beat the flames. That's the image of the second person. They get out. 
They, they survive, maybe clothes smoking, maybe ash on their face, but as far as the house is concerned, it's rubble. They, they survive the fire because Christ saves by grace, but as far as rewards are concerned, 15, they shall suffer loss. Now, I get the idea, and you can take this for what it's worth, that the works will go into the fire of testing. And of course, Jesus is omniscient, so he already knows everything. He knows motives. He knows why we did what we did, what we used, etc. And some things may be burned in the fire, and some things will survive it. And what goes through the fire, which was good quality work, right materials, will get rewarded for. Praise God. Some things will just simply go up and smoke. But I wonder about some people if they'll have anything to show. And some people say, I don't, I don't care as long as I get in, baby. I don't care if my clothes are smoking. As long as I have a broom in the courtyard of God, I'm good. You may be good. But I'll tell you, if we have options, I wouldn't mind a nice mansion. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, right? I mean, a broom in heaven is all right, but I'd rather have a mansion, right? I mean, I'm not looking to get in going like, wow, that was close. Are you? Some of you are living like you are. Ooh, Pastor Mike, I know. I know, but, but here it is, right? Pa Peter says, I want to make a grand entrance into that kingdom. Not that it's about me, but I want to stand for him because he stood for me at the cross. I want to stand for him because he was willing to go to the lengths that he went to to secure my salvation. I don't want to just mail it in now and say, well, thanks a lot, God. Next emergency, I'll be giving you a call. I'll be the guy with the smoking clothes that, uh, you know, that angel that sits at that desk. I'll already be smoking when I'm there. It'll be easy to tell. And now, dear children, continue in Him. So that when He appears, 1 John 2.28, we may be confident and unashamed before Him at His coming. Look, if you've been building with quality materials, and I'm not talking about doing somebody else's work, I'm talking about just being true to the gifts that God's given you. Don't get unnerved. You're fine. God's a God of grace. But for those maybe in the Corinthian congregation and maybe here in Corona who have been playing games with God, showing up on major holidays, yeah, I'm a Christian, but doing nothing, well, each one of us will stand before the Lord of the church. Now, standing before the Lord of the church excites me. I hope it does you. To see His nail-pierced hands. To look into His eyes. But... But that meeting, you know, I know we've all heard the song, I Can Only Imagine, and I think it's true. You know, will I be able to speak at all? Will I just fall before Him? Will I dance? I don't know. But this I do know. The Bible tells me I'm going to give an account for how I managed what He gave me. 
and I want to do well. You see, do you not know that you are the temple of God? The Spirit of God, 1 Corinthians 3.16, dwells in you. If any man destroys the temple of God, we continue to see a building metaphor, God will destroy him. For the temple, singular, of God is holy or sacred. And that is what you, plural, are. We are God's building project. God is building his church brick by brick. And God takes actions against his church very seriously. In fact, he says, those who destroy the temple or try to harm it, maybe better rendered, try to hurt it or harm it, the temple of God, God will deal very seriously with them. See, sometimes we wonder, well, what about people who have persecuted the church? What about people who have done this and done that? God takes that very seriously. He'll work that out. And even people who may hurt the church, Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5, lied about what they had given, and uh, the Lord dealt very swiftly with them. Uh, they were both killed. I'm glad that that's not happening today, right? And then in 1 Corinthians 11, we'll see that some were sick and some had actually died in the Corinthian church because they were playing games with God. So nothing to mess with, certainly. So we'll sum up. You are the temple of God, so let no man deceive you or deceive himself. If any man, verse 18, among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become foolish that he might or he may become wise. The things of God to certain people seem foolish, don't they? They say, that's foolish. Why, why do you people do that? Here's Warren Wearsby. The Corinthians were trying to build their church by man's wisdom. The wisdom of this world, when they should have been depending on the wisdom of God found in the Word of God. The world depends on promotion, prestige, and the influence of money or important people. The church depends on prayer and the power of the Spirit. Humility, sacrifice, and service. The church that imitates the world may seem to succeed in time, but it will turn to ashes in eternity. Close quote. You see, on that day, all foundations and all building materials will be clear. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding but delights in airing his own opinions, Proverbs 18.2. But we are trying to do things by the wisdom of God. For the wisdom of this world, 19, is foolishness before God. For it is written, He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. Right in your Bible there, Job 5.13. This was spoken by Eliphaz the Temanite. And the NIV says he catches the wise in their craftiness, Job 5.13, and the schemes of the wily are swept away. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise, that they are useless or they are futile. Hi, this is Mike Massaro, and I just wanted to invite you out to our special 633 service on November 10th, starting at, you guessed it, 633. We're going to be talking to Natasha Crane, who has written a book called Talking With Your Kids About God. The topic that night is going to be teaching your kids and college students apologetics. So for all you parents, or if you're planning on having kids, or if you have grandkids, this would be a great night for you to attend. 
If you need more information, go to walkintruth.com and click on events. That's walkintruth.com events. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from Scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Again, that's Step Closer as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer, and you can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, Back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. The church that imitates the world may seem to succeed in time, but it will turn to ashes in eternity, close quote. You see, on that day, all foundations and all building materials will be clear. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding but delights in airing his own opinions, Proverbs 18.2. But we are trying to do things by the wisdom of God. For the wisdom of this world, 19, is foolishness before God. For it is written, He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. Right in your Bible there, Job 5.13. This was spoken by Eliphaz the Temanite. And the NIV says he catches the wise in their craftiness, Job 5.13, and the schemes of the wily are swept away. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise, that they are useless or they are futile. Write in your Bible there, Psalm 94, verse 11. We're going to come back to that in a moment, but we'll look at the last two verses together. So then, let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, all these teachers that they were dividing over and debating about, or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things belong to you. Instead of saying, I belong to Paul or I belong to Apollos or Cephas, You should be saying, we already have all things. All these teachers belong to the church because they belong to Christ. Amen? You don't have to fight about which teacher you follow. They are already all yours anyway. Peter has good things to say. Apollos has good things to say. Paul has good things to say. But they all belong to you, so there's no need to be partisans around certain teachers. And you belong to Christ. And Christ belongs to God. I'm going to take you to Psalm 94, and we're done. Psalm 94, let's turn there. And I was looking at this this week in light of 
what happened in Pittsburgh at the synagogue, and just thinking about God's work in the church and what we're supposed to be doing in this day. And I think this is apropos and it's a good way to conclude. Psalm 94, verse 1. I want you to see this maybe as even a a sense of a prayer that you might have. O Lord God of vengeance, Psalm 94, verse 1. God of vengeance, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render recompense to the proud. How long shall the wicked, O Lord, how long shall the wicked exult? They pour forth words, they speak arrogantly. All who do wickedness vaunt themselves. They crush thy people, O Lord, and afflict thy heritage. Verse 6. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the orphans. And they have said, The Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob pay heed. Pay heed, you senseless among the people. When will you understand, stupid ones? That's a great verse right there. Did you know that stupid was in the Bible right there? That's, that's glorious. Anyway, he who planted the ear or made the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? You ever ask your eye doctor about the eye? Oh, it's incredible. The number of light-sensitive cells, the, the majesty of your eye. Oh, it was designed. And the one who designed your eye, do you think that he doesn't see? Oh, he does. He who chastens the nations, will he not rebuke? Even he who teaches man knowledge? The Lord knows the thoughts of man. They are a mere breath. There's your verse quoted in uh, 1 Corinthians verse 11. The Lord knows the thoughts of man that they are a mere breath. Every one of his ideas ultimately outside of God are futile. Blessed is the man, on the other hand, whom thou dost chasten, O Lord, and dost thou teach, dost teach out of thy law, that thou mayest grant him relief from the days of adversity until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. For judgment will again be righteous, and all upright in heart will follow it. Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Who will take his stand for me against those who do wickedness? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the abode of silence. If I should say, my foot has slipped, thy loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, thy consolations delight my soul. Can a throne of destruction be allied with thee, one which devises mischief by decree? They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold. My God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. Would you pray with me, Father? Thank you for your word. Paul says in Romans 8, I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels or principalities, things present, things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Father, when we look at our world, we, we want to weep sometimes at what happens, and that's appropriate. We know, Jesus, that you wept over Jerusalem, and we know that you had called them, but they would not listen. But to as many as received you, to them you gave the right to be the children of God. Lord, foundations are just so important. What we're truly building on and how we build will be revealed in that day. And that will be a day of rejoicing for the church. For those who have done their part. And Lord, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot that you ask of us. Those who have been about your business, engaged their gifts, shared the gospel, worshipped in spirit and in truth, built the church, there will be a reward. Some on that day will suffer loss but be grateful for saving grace. But on that day, when you are revealed, Lord, it's going to be an awesome day. It's a day that we look forward to because what follows it is a, a time of peace. A time that the Jews call the golden age. A time when all that was wrong, all that hurt and wounded, the curse and sin will be taken away and you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more pain. The former things will have passed away. You say, behold, I'm making all things new. Lord, help us as your church to anticipate that day, to be building toward that day. You've given us so many blessings. We want to enjoy our lives, our families, the many blessings you pour upon us, but we want to always have an eye on that day when you are revealed, that day of rejoicing, that day of Maranatha, that day that we say, come Lord Jesus. If you keep your head and heart bowed, if you're maybe not sure you're a Christian, maybe you've been away from the Lord for quite some time, maybe you just feel like you're someone who, you're a Christian, but you haven't done much with the gifts that God has given you. These are moments that you don't want to let pass you by. This is a time to make a commitment if you're not saved, to say, Lord Jesus, save me. And if that's you and you're not sure that you've built on that foundation, if you're not sure you belong to Christ the rock, cry out to him. Lord Jesus, save me. Just a simple prayer. I'm sorry for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Be my foundation. Be my life and my strength. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. I believe you died on that cross for me and paid for my sin. I believe that you rose from the dead. And I ask you into my life. Save me and change me. If you're a prodigal, and maybe you got saved many moons ago, but your life has not looked like you're a Christian, maybe this is a moment where you can just say, Lord, I want to use my gifts. They've been on a shelf. I want to understand them and engage them. I want to stand before you on that day and have something to show for all you gave me. That's a good prayer. It's a prayer that God will honor. Father, for this wonderful congregation that I know is hungry 
to know you, to know your word, and to serve you. May you bless them, Lord. May you strengthen the marriages and the families here. May you strengthen the individual walks. May you use us as a light in this city. May you extend your hands to the hurting through us. May you extend your heart to the person who doesn't know what love is through us. May you help us to be a community of redeemed people who show who we are by our love for one another, by our love for the community, but most of all, by our love for you. May that ripple out into everything we do. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and this was the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Building Wisely. Hey, we could use your partnership with our mission to equip people with God's truth. Now, we do this program to encourage you to share the truth you learn with the people God puts in your life. Please do share whatever you learned today with at least one person. And please partner with us in prayer. Please pray for Walk in Truth. Our mission is to do more apologetics events in 2020 and to expand to more radio stations. Would you pray for the Lord's favor over our mission? Thank you so much for doing that. And if you have any prayer needs, please let us know so Pastor Michael or one of our assistant pastors can pray for that need. Email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Or you can find our mailing address on our website at walkintruth.com. Now, tune in tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 about what it means to be a servant of Christ and a steward of the faith. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.